0: Independence Day, the fireworks lit the sky, the media flips. Happy Independence Day. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Happy belated 4th of July. Happy belated Independence Day. This is Gene, and welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Uh, It was a fantastic uh, uh, 4th of July for me. The whole weekend was good. And I'm still having a good weekend. I'm not working today. I had one meeting today that I just absolutely had to go to. But outside of that, it was just a really good weekend. So Friday was a slow day. I was able to spend some time with my girlfriend. Um, I worked, but it was slow, so I was able to catch up on some work. Then Friday night, President Trump did his probably the best speech of his career on uh, Mount Rushmore fantastic speech. And I love that the left hated it. I loved listening to all the garbage. You're going to hear some of it. I've read some articles today that were absolutely just insane. Then on Friday, Saturday, uh, on the 4th, we decided to go up to Los Angeles. There wasn't going to be any fireworks displays or anything like that because Gilgar City is an idiot. We'll talk more about that later. But it turned out we spent it with my dad. We went swimming. We there was plenty of drinking, plenty of food. We had a great time, and then the biggest surprise happened on uh, Friday, Saturday night, when we thought we would not see any fireworks. It was just a phenomenal day. Yesterday didn't do anything because we were all kind of tired. We didn't. End, Josie and I didn't end up getting home till after one o'clock, and then um, today Monday my day off, and I'm doing a podcast. So let's talk about this weekend, because I think this is a big deal. First off, I will go so far as as to say that the 4th of July, Independence Day, is the greatest day possibly in human history, because it was the foundation of the United States. And I think that is an important day. I think it is more important than any other national holiday. That includes... Um, that includes Christmas. That inc- Well, that's about it. it. Especially Christmas. Not especially Christmas, but it, but it is more important than Christmas because Christmas is usually seen by religious folks like me as a very important holiday. But here's the thing. Christmas is an important holiday because Christmas, which celebrates the birth of Christ, came up with a philosophy of moral purpose. And that makes Christmas very important. Our country was made up of the moral pur- purpose from the Ju- Judeo-Christian religion and reasoning that is from the uh, Greek philosophy, Athens. This is especially where it started. And I think Independence Day is a, is a sign of the combining of moral purpose plus the use of human reason to make a means to your end. And that is the culmination. I wish we would celebrate someone like Aristotle, who who's really where essentially the forefathers came up with the purpose, the uh, Declaration of Independence, and especially the Constitution. Because between Aristotle and the Bible, and I hate to say this, but Judeo-Christian, not necessarily the Bible, because it wasn't actually the Bible, it was more of the Torah, but the Judeo-Christian moral purpose combined with the Greek reason is what made the United States. And, of course, it was all brought together by St. Thomas Aquinas, who said, well, yeah, you can have reason and faith. You should be combining them. God expects you. And it's in the Bible. God does expect you to use your reason. So I do think it is one of the greatest holidays. It is the, probably the most important national holiday that should be celebrated. But this year, of course, there seems to be this desire not to celebrate it. And President Trump, who I think has been rather standoffish about this whole uh, rioting, protesting, whatever CNN decides to call it this week, he's been rather standoffish, and I thought he could have done a better job. Well, he decided to have a speech. After now, we've got... Dozens of statues torn down and things like that. He decides to have a speech on Friday, the day before Independence Day. And it wasn't a rally. It was actually a speech celebrating Independence Day. And it was absolutely fantastic. It was a great speech. Now, because Donald Trump didn't have a pep rally, he had a speech. He was going off of a teleprompter. So he wasn't as funny and he wasn't as entertaining as he is at, let's say, his rally. But I would like to even see his rallies do more of this and a little less of Trump. Because his point really got across. It was that America is about God, baseball, family, and apple pie speech. That's what it was about. And it was a very feel-good speech. I had a couple of times when I watched it. I actually had goosebumps because I was like, that's all correct. It was an extremely positive speech. But one of the things he did start, he did start by talking about all the things that are happening now. Now, he didn't go into detail. He didn't mention Black Lives Matter or Antifa or the looters. or the, He did mention the te- tearing down of statues. But he started that the left, and he didn't say them specifically, they're trying to destroy our history because they're trying to destroy our institutions. And he made it clear that our history is the, the reason, you, the only reason you're going to be able to destroy our institutions or destroy this system is by destroying our history. Because our history is so great. Our history does not, not only show how we started this great uh, country, but it also showed how we grew, how people who were ex, who excluded became part of the country. And he said that it's it's disgusting that children today are actually being educated in the Howard Zinn version of history where e- America is imperialist and evil and terrible and everything else. And then he did something that really threw me for a loop. He talked about it. He talked about our history is great. Our history is fantastic. Mount Rushmore is not coming down. No one is going to tear down Mount Rushmore. And then he said, I am going to teach you a little bit about our history. And then he went over the history of George Washington, the history of Thomas Jefferson, the history of Abraham Lincoln, and the history of Theodore Roosevelt, the images of the four guy presidents on Mount Rushmore. And it was startling. Not because he knew the history of those four. I'm sure he knew some of it. Uh, I'm sure the speechwriter knew (laughs) <laughs> knew better than he did, but that he really was reaching out and saying, Here is our history. It was an absolutely phenomenal speech. And if you go to www.dumbassstalkingpolitics.com, you can see the whole 44 minute speech. It was a great speech. I suggest you watch it because in 20 years, 30 years, this speech is going to be on YouTube and they are going to be talking about it. But he did something better. Not only did he say that the left cannot win, and that our history needs to be spread out in the world. Our history is great. The good and the bad is great. Yes, Ulysses S. Grant, great guy. Abolitionist, great guy. But other people out there, including Columbus, including Robert E. Lee, he didn't say this, didn't use names, but it's still part of our history. And it's our history we just can't dump. But he culminated the speech by sitting back and saying that we are going to open a new national monument and in that monument there are going to be statues. They're going to be the statues of the greatest people in American history. And I think that's absolutely fantastic. Do it. And it's going to be, I, now so far, the a list is out and there are no Confederates in there. And I still think Robert E. Lee, now Jefferson Davis, I think, was a traitor, but I mean, he's still part of American history. Robert E. Lee was a good general and he actually retired as a U.S. general. I mean, he was, Lincoln forgave, forgave, forget, and let them back into our country. He was an American and he was a great general. He happened to be on the traitorous side, but... It is what it is. Other things that that Trump brought throughout his speech. He celebrated our philosophies of moral moral purpose and reason. He celebrated our history and said it would not permit the left to destroy it. He bashed the social justice and the cancel culture. He said those were going to kill this country. He talked about the protection of America and its citizens from enemies, foreign and domestic. He talked about building the wall. He talked about the solid military. I think he talked... No, I don't think he talked about the military. But he talked about protecting our citizens. He emphasized the growth of America, including civil rights. He could have mentioned a couple of others, like women's suffrage and things like that. But that's the issue. He talked. He remembered. He said, finally, we need our country's history. It was 40 minutes of speech about the greatness of America, the greatness of our history. We must know every aspect of the history, including the good and the bad. We must know every ounce of our history. It was a very great, it was a great speech. Best speech I've heard. Very positive. It was the kind of speech that made me proud to be American and made me look forward to our future achievements, which he did also bring up. We could be on the Mars someday, we could be in the moon soon. He also went over a list of all of our comp, all of the great people in our history black, white, Hispanic, Indian. He went over all of our great accomplishments the internet, the splitting of the atom, the landing on the moon. It was just a, a, a wonderful speech. But of course, not everyone liked it, the media hated it. Now, I remember a time when the media didn't like a president, like they didn't like George Bush. and But sometimes George Bush, give, uh, they'd give credit to. And even Ronald Reagan, they said that Ronald Reagan, he had some great speeches. But no, the media is about darkness, despair, and racial division. That's all they're about. And here's the thing. The media had nothing to say about the speech. They had to lie about the speech. that's all they could do. They just had to lie about the speech. They had to make things up, and they did. They did. They tried. So, here are some of the headlines. Here are four headlines that I read uh, off the internet. Trump fuels culture wars from uh, Mount Rushmore. That's from the New York Times. That's a load of crap. Trump doesn't want anything to do with the culture wars. He didn't fuel anything. The culture wars are the ones tearing down our statues and tearing down our uh, businesses. Another one, Trump fuels racial division at Mount Rushmore speech. That was from Time magazine. That's just a flat-out lie. There was no racial division. As a matter of fact, he mentioned nine African-American former slaves who were did nothing but put uh, us on the map as far as a nation. It was far from racially divided. I don't even recall him talking about too much Of race at all in the speech. Here's another one. Trump's Mount Rushmore speech, just as terrifyingly bonkers as you'd expect. It's coming from Esquire magazine. This guy has got to be someone that just, I don't know, that must be a guy that just is an intern or something. There was nothing bonkers about the speech, nothing crazy about the speech. He went over our history. That's not exactly crazy. He said our history was good. And we should all know our history. That doesn't sound like bonkers. And you think it may have been bonkers because Trump is kind of a bonkers guy. Listen to the speech. It's all over the internet. Uh, last one, eye-opener. Trump makes divisive speech at Mount Rushmore from CBS News. Now, one, uh, New York Times, Time Magazine, Esquire, I don't consider it, but CBS News, these are mainstream magazines. No one talks about anything good about the speech he was on for 40 minutes there had to have been something good about the speech not one thing this speech was far from divisive it was far from bonkers but whatever doesn't matter to the media I, well, I guess it is bonkers. I guess it is divisive. If you happen to think America's a great country, our history, writing on a great history, a history that shows the dark spots, a history that shows the light, a history that shows growth, what everyone seems to forget is when Lenin took over the Soviet Union, he eliminated all of Russian history. Russia, Russian history started when they when the Bolsheviks took over. And then there was brand new history. But one of the funniest and most, quote, unbiased, end quote, view of the speech was from uh, Chris Siliza from CNN. And Chris Siliza is kind of a nut job anyway. I, I don't think a lot of them. But he had a article, which I think is absolutely hysterical, and we should probably go through it. The article was... Titled uh, the 28 most outrageous lines from Donald Trump's Mount Rushmore speech. And um, I'm just going to get to them. I don't know if I'll be able to get them all, but I want you to listen to what Trump said and listen to what he says. Okay. So let's go through a bunch of them. I don't know if we'll go through all of them because they're just too stupid to let us also send our deepest thanks to our wonderful veterans, law enforcement, first responders and doctors, nurses and scientists working tirelessly to kill the virus. Quote, uh, Cicilla says, Saliza says, this is the only time Trump mentions the coronavirus pandemic, which hit record number of cases nationwide on Friday during the entire space speech. And away we go. Of course, what Saliza fails to say is that, yes, but the death rate is way down and has continually gone down. And that now that we've opened up the economy, yeah, the, the it's gonna pop up again, but as long as the death rates go down, the hospitalizations don't go up too much. This shouldn't be an issue. Number two, President, I am here as your president to proclaim before a country and before the world, this monument will never be desecrated. Saliza says uh, there was some sort of movement to tear down Mount Rushmore. More. I was unaware of or oh my god let's listen to let's listen to the news media about the Mount Rushmore uh, monument and you tell me what we should think Donald Trump chose the most grandiose symbol of U.S. imperialism on Earth to usher in a very on-brand, star-spangled spectacle. The mother of all photo ops, Mount Rushmore. And we know why this president just can't resist going there. President Trump will be at uh, Mount Rushmore, where he'll be standing in front of a monument of two slave owners and on land wrestled away from Native Americans. We have to acknowledge that Mount Rushmore is sitting on Lakota land. The place Donald Trump is going to on Friday is stolen land. He will inevitably and predictably talk about our heritage. In other words, he will talk about he is the protector of white America. And to indigenous people, Mount Rushmore with four white presidents, two of whom were slave owners, is one of those symbols. Questions have really been raised uh, about Thomas Jefferson, in particular, but also George Washington, for their for their holdings of slaves. It's worth reminding folks that the man who carved the monument behind me had deep ties to the KKK. There are other issues. The sculptor, Goodson Borglum, was a supporter of the Ku Klux Klan. That, of course, is something in all the history books. Mount Rushmore isn't exactly the innocent ode to our founding fathers as described in our textbooks, and it's high time we disrupt that false narrative that far too many people believe. I want to thank Grabian for that little montage. The great uh, group, uh, sign up with them on YouTube. Their clips are always two minutes or less, and they really do get to the point. But does that sound like there's, someone's not hunting for Mount Rushmore? My God, they tore a um they tore down they're tearing a statues shoes left and right just because they don't even know who these people are and now we got to think that oh they're not going to go after mount rushmore saliza so is just a complete moron and that was the dumbest thing he could have said he already invalidated his article number three and yet as we meet here tonight there's a growing danger that threatens every blessing our ancestors fought so hard for struggled a, and they bled to secure. That was Trump. And this is what Soliza says. The nation under threat from liberal horde is a theme of this speech. No, it's not. That's not. Well, he never said that. And Trump hits it hard repeatedly. Also, there's nothing so motivating as fear in terms of driving people to the polls. Or so Trump hopes. What a load of crap. This was not a fear-mongering speech. This was a speech that basically said these people aren't going to do this it's not going to happen. And what do you say? Well I signed into a law, anyone tears down a statue, they're going to get 10 years in prison. This isn't about liberal horde. This is about the left, a small group of leftists. And later we're going to see that, uh, that people are beginning to, uh, revolt now. They're not beginning to listen anymore. Number four, our nation is witnessing merciless campaign to wipe out our history, defame our heroes, erase our values, and indoctrinate our children. Clazilla says, like I said, uh, meaning the top number four, number three. This is what Chris Klazilla uh, is not doing, and CNN's not doing. Okay, we just had the left literally destroy businesses, loot for two weeks. We had a place called CHOP that they eliminated police from doing anything about, where people were actually killed. They um, took over two police precincts. These people are going out to defund the police, get rid of policemen altogether. And dozens of statues have been torn down for whatever reason that no one seems really sure of what that reason is. Including the people that are t- tearing them down, there's no acknowledgement of that, anything that by Saliza. It's hard. It's like this guy is just ignoring news. Number five, Trump, angry mobs are trying to tear down statues of our founders to face our most sacred memorials and unleash a wave of violent crime in our cities. Saliza, this speech tonally is very, very similar to Trump's inauguration address in which he cast a dark vision of America and promised the American carnage stops right here and stops right now. Well, here's the thing. There's American carnage. Sorry, Chris Saliza. There is American carnage. They burned down St. John's Church in Washington, D.C. Or tried to burn it down. They're tearing down statues, which might have led to the death of one of their protesters. They have been rioting and destroying businesses. Again, he ignores what is inconvenient. Number six, Trump. Many of these people have no idea why they are doing this, but some know exactly what they are doing. Saliza, In Trump's mind, there are only two kinds of protesters, dupes who have no idea what they are protesting and professional rabble rousers like Antifa. Antifa. I don't know how he came up with that because he didn't mention anything like that. Is it possible there are dupes? There are protesters? Then there are dupes who don't know what they're protesting. Then there's anarchists like Antifa. Then there are Marxists like Black Lives Matter. How about that? But let's not forget Antifa doesn't believe, or um, uh, CNN doesn't believe Antifa actually exists. And if they do exist, well, they're anti-fascist, so they're good. I'll continue with Siliza. That, of course, is totally totally dismisses the idea that the protesters, or some large chunk of them, are committed believers that police need reform and racial inequality remains a real and pressing problem in the United States. Yeah, but the protesters have basically stopped doing this. And if you listen to the protesters, they are absolutely insane now. These are not protesters. These are now rioters, borderline rioters. Most people on the streets protesting right now are rioters and are troublemakers. They're actually going out to cause problems. And I'm saying, F the police and all this stuff. That's not protesting. That's that's being an ass. So, yes, I believe in protest. Yes, I believe you should yell and scream and whatever. But half the time, I mean, when... Richard Brooks was killed. They wanted those cops thrown in jail for first-degree murder. That was not a first-degree... So, these guys don't really know what they're talking about half the time. Number seven. Trump says, This attack on our liberty, our magnificent liberty, must be st- stopped, and it will be stopped very quickly. And here it is. Saliza, quote, Our Magnificent Liberty end quote. Do you know why our uh, Chris Saliza, why our liberty is magnificent? It's because an idiot like you can sit there, get paid to write crap about the president and not end up in a jail. That's liberty. Not go to jail. If you were in Russia and you wrote this same thing about Vladimir Putin or you were in um, uh, China and you wrote this about G, guess what would happen to you? You'd be in prison. They would not even bother, and then this would, this would actually never be published. One more, and then I'm going to move on because I'm not going to go through all 28. It's just stupid. Go to the website, and you can actually read the article. It's it's really a terrible article. Uh, "Quote: We will expose this dangerous movement, protect our nation's children, end radical assault, and preserve our beloved America." American way of life and then Siliza again Trump leans heavily on fear uh, the left is the left is going to ruin your children if you let it y- y- well he didn't exactly say that but yeah that's exactly what's happening this Siliza has no idea what's going on in the world outside of CNN and he's probably talking to Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo to find out That's exactly what is happening. Our children are being taught taught that Mary Sanger is a great hero instead of the racist eugenicist that she was. Or that Howard Zinn is actually the true order of our nation's history. And he hated America. He hated America. He loved Marxism. He hated capitalism. Everything was bad about America. So yes... I oh I'm going to do one more because I think this is a good one too. And I'll go a little bit over 30 minutes, but so Trump says, "In our schools, our newsrooms, even our corporate boardrooms, there is a new far-left fascism that demands absolute allegiance." This is going to be good. I I can't even remember what he said, but Siliza so says, "I looked up the definition of fascism. It is it's this, a political philosophy movement or regime such as uh, that of Fajazi, Fischi- who actually came up with the um, philosophy back in the 30s in Italy, that exalts nation and often race above the individual, and that stands for a central- centralized autocratic government headed by a dictator- dictatorial leader, severe economic and social regimentation, enforceable suppression and opposition. Well, which well, uh, which well, uh, what? Which, well, uh, what? This Silliza is so stupid, it's not even funny. Well, let's see. Trump has spent the last last three years tearing down government regulations. In other words, he started decentralizing. When these riots happened, he could have implemented the Insurrection Act. He didn't. Why? Because it's a states and it's a, a principality. Problem And if they didn't ask, he wasn't going to do it. Sounds like he's allowing decentralized government. And by the way, fascism, that's not the definition of fascism. Nationalist, the definition of white nationalism, fascism is actually an economic uh, philosophy. Read Fassadi. He does not talk about, he talks about a centralized government with heavy regulation on business. Is that Trump? Is that Trump? The answer is no. He wants business to be free. Let the business go. He's not shown any need for a socialist government. He lets you say what he wants. Saliza is still talking. Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo are still on the air. Rachel Maddow is still on the air. He's not trying to control them. He may talk garbage, but not any more garbage than they talk about him. So this is just absolutely stupid. So I don't know. I I, I just think that this is the problem. But I have some good news for you. I get the feeling people are also pretty much fed up with it. Listen, Trump says a lot of dumb stuff. I, I will be the first one in a minute. There is not a shortage of dumb stuff Trump has said or tweeted over the last few years. Heck... There hasn't been a shortage of dumb stuff that he has said or tweeted in the last few weeks. This speech was not one of them. This speech did show the kind of man he is and the kind of America he sees. This sounds like a man who knows he's not here permanently, but he needs to set a tone. And that tone is, we cannot be taken by the left. It was a great speech. I tell you, Trump could cure cancer, and CNN would find a good reason to love cancer. But here's the kicker this is one thing I I was thrilled to see. There is now a revolution starting in the United States of America, and it's by countercultural people like me that are actually doing it. Like I said, this weekend I went to Los Angeles. And I went to Los Angeles because there's really nothing to do in San Diego. I've got family up there. Josie wanted to go. And we had a great time. We had barbecue. We drank. We danced. We had music. We swam in the swimming pool. It was great. But the one thing, I had something to do. A lot of people don't. And they've had enough of restrictions. Nothing was going to stop people from celebrating Independence Day this year. Not COVID-19 or political injustice or Antifa. Nothing was going to stop them. California, which I'm from, decided to basically cancel Independence Day. There were going to be no organized fireworks allowed. Uh, Personal fireworks are illegal and have been illegal in California for a long time. And they decided uh, to close most of the beaches in California. Guess what? People had enough. The beaches were packed, though social distancing was being followed. The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department declared they would not be enforcing the beach closures. But the one amazing thing that happened when the sun went down was the fireworks displays that were flying through Los Angeles in a city where fireworks are illegal. The sky was lit with illegal, private fireworks. Just to give you an idea, just listen to this little clip. It sounded like a wreck. It sounded like there was a war zone out there. It was absolutely insane. (coughs) <coughs> visit my website excuse me visit my website take a look at the, the film the sky is lit with fireworks it was amazing display that I had ever seen organized or unorganized I had wished I'd had my drone so I could fly it and just let the drone film it all it was amazing are you seeing what I'm seeing? Are people sick and tired of being told what they can't do, without any explanation or plan to let us be free? Or worse, are people being tired of the real, obvious reasons why these restrictions are put on them? We're not China or Russia. There better there better be an excuse or timeline, and it better make sense. Or people will just do what they want to do. You know why? Because we are a free nation. And people are not used to being cooped up. So let's take Los Angeles. Let's look at that crappy mayor of Los Angeles, Gil Garcetti. He decided to close beaches from July 3rd to July 6th. Hmm. He closed the beaches only during the holiday weekend. Does that make sense to you? I bet for the thousands of people that showed up at the beach it did, it meant he was trying to cancel the uh, holiday. And if you think these people were going to sit in 85-degree weather with 75% humidity inside their houses because of COVID-19 that no one had a problem with when the rioting and looting was happening, No one, and the protests were happening, no one had a problem with any of that, you think they're going to listen to him? <laughs> His moves were so obvious that even law enforcement said, nah, heck with the law. We're not going to follow that. We're not going to arrest people. Heck, law enforcement was not allowed to stop looters from destroying businesses and running wild on the streets. You think law enforcement is going to stop people from having fun on possibly the most important holiday of the year during a heat wave? It wasn't going to happen. This is what's going to happen. This is what's going to cause people to say, screw you, we're not doing this anymore. This is the revolution, and the revolution is going against leftist ideologies, especially in California, especially in, um, in cities like Los Angeles. San Diego didn't close anything. We were open. Orange County was open. Because it's time to let people make their own decisions. And stop letting these freaking autocrats, these little tyrants, run around in their business suits and their seven million dollar homes, tell us what we need to do. It's it's insane. Okay, I was gonna do. uh, I was also gonna add the second half, and it's not very much of my uh, defunding the police podcast. I'm probably gonna hold. I'm gonna hold off on that here, and I'm probably just gonna release a little miniature. Um, later on today. But uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Run and Fool, R U N N I N F E W L. You can download or listen to my podcast on uh, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. Visit my website at www.dumasstalkingpolitics.com and you can actually uh, look at some of the video that I actually put I up there, plus the full article by CNN. This is Gene, and you listen to Dumbass Talking Politics.